Hello and welcome to another episode of The Messed Up Gardener. My name is Esther Aiken and I'm your host for today and I'm absolutely buzzed to be here. My sincerest apologies for being late with this week's episode. My routines have changed and I've had a do a number of home repairs as well as hopefully with the changes I have put in place life should get a lot more settled over the next coming weeks and I apologize for sniffling in your ear it's pollen season again and we're back to runny snotty hay fever noses anyway this week the weather has been relatively settled we've only had a couple of days of crappy rain but I did manage to get out and spend some time in my garden and as you know I had that really nasty water leak last week or was it the week before I'm losing track of time and it made a real mess of the front garden which is fine because to be honest it really did need a good weed out and I did have a number of lavender cuttings that I took to replace what was there and that particular garden is now going great guns with successional seedlings popping up which at this time looked to be the swan plants although I was hoping for that perpetual spinach would also regrow but I'll take the swan plants because you know what bringing butterflies into my garden is something I'm very passionate about. Now something else I've noticed this week is I'm getting a lot of successional seedling success in my other gardens and so it seems that the outdoor temperature has finally settled enough and the soil has finally warmed up enough to really have the garden start cranking. This week I was going around and watering a number of my potted fruit trees because clearly we're not getting as much rain anymore and they are drying out. There's quite a bit of fruit set on them so I can't afford to mess with them and let them dry out so I also have a lemon tree and a mandarin tree and I really am thinking of getting a whole heap more and I kind of am starting to plan those out for I might make it my mission this this growing season to get some more but I'll just have to sit down with my gardening plan as to how I'm going to do that because my place is starting to get a little bit full. But it did get me thinking about some of the questions I've been asked over the years around citrus trees. So I thought it would might make a great episode topic for today. Uh, on a side note, I went to the Caddy Caddy Markets yesterday morning and I was lucky enough to pick up a stunning blue salvia, which I can't wait to plant out. But again, I'm just not 100% sure where to put it because my gardens are actually getting quite full. In this case, I think I may just have to put it in another pot, at least until I can find a better spot for it. It'll have to, I'm thinking going on, you know, popping it on the patio. But anyway, I did take some photos of the flowers and chucked it in my stories on Facebook. I think I'll be focusing more on my Facebook page over the next few months rather than on TikTok and Instagram. I don't know what it is, but Facebook just feels a little bit more user-friendly at the moment. So if you haven't had an opportunity to follow me on social media, then I definitely recommend that you find me on Facebook. Right, so now let's get into it. Gardening as we all know, can be a fulfilling and rewarding experience, especially when it comes to growing your own citrus fruits. However, it's not always easy to get started and many gardeners do have questions about how to grow citrus. As I mentioned previously in this episode, I'm going to cover a number of questions I have been asked over the years regarding growing citrus plants. Firstly, let's look at what citrus plants actually are. 
just in case you're not familiar. Citrus plants are a group of flowering trees and shrubs that belong to the genus Citrus. They are known for their juicy and flavorful fruits, which are beloved by many people around the world. Some of the most popular citrus fruits include oranges, lemons, limes, grapefruits, and tangerines. What makes citrus plants so special is their unique combination of taste, nutrition, and versatility. Citrus fruits are rich in vitamins and minerals, including vitamin C, folate, potassium, and calcium. They're also low in calories and high in dietary fiber, making them a very healthy addition to any diet. Moreover, citrus fruits are used in a variety of culinary applications from sweet desserts to savory dishes. They can be eaten raw, juiced or cooked and their zest can be added to add flavor to basically everything from baked goods to cocktails. In addition to their culinary uses, citrus fruits have also been used for medicinal purposes for thousands of years. They have been shown to have an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties and may help lower the risk of certain diseases such as heart disease and stroke. Traditionally in New Zealand, there is one citrus tree that is found in almost every single garden or patio probably slightly overstated but anyway and that is the lemon tree so growing a lemon tree can be a rewarding experience for any gardener lemon trees are relatively easy to grow and they can add both beauty and practicality to your garden or indoor space but growing a lemon tree is not as easy as we think so here are some tips to help you grow your lemon tree successfully this can also be applied to any citrus you're growing not just the lemon but you know, for the t- purposes of this episode, I'm going to stick to a lemon. First, it is important to choose the right location for your lemon tree. Lemon trees require full sunlight to grow properly. So choose a location that re- receives at least six to eight hours of direct sunlight each day. They also need well-draining soil with a pH of 5.5 to about mm, 7.5. Secondly, If you live in an area with cold winters, it is best to grow your lemon tree in a container. This makes it easier to move it indoors when the temperature drops below 50 Fahrenheit or I believe 10 degrees Celsius. So choose a container that is at least 18 inches or 45 centimetres in diameter and 20 inches or 50 centimetres deep to allow for proper root growth. And of course, use a high quality potting mix that is well draining, contains perlite, or vermiculite, which can help to improve soil aeration and drainage. Now, I've made this mistake before where I put my citrus tree in a pot that was way too small and then wondered why it didn't really do anything. So spend a little bit of money and time choosing the right container for your citrus trees and you will be heavily rewarded for it. Thirdly, water your lemon tree regularly. Okay, but don't overwater it. Allow the soil to dry out slightly between watering and make sure the container has drainage holes to prevent water from accumulating at the bottom. They really don't like wet feet and the roots can tend to rot a little bit. Uh, A trick to avoid that is putting some stones at the bottom of your citrus pot as well if you're planting it. That not only helps with drainage but it also helps to stabilize and anchor the pot weight-wise to the ground because citruses can get quite big and if you have a narrow pot and your citrus gets quite big then if you get a heavy wind it can fall over so just putting some weight in the bottom can make all the difference. Okay now 
Fertilise your lemon tree roughly every four to six weeks during the growing season with a citrus-specific fertiliser. I'll go into a little bit more depth on fertilisers a bit further in the episode. And finally, prune your lemon tree regularly to promote healthy growth and fruit production, remove any dead or damaged branches and trim back any branches that are growing too close to the trunk. Again, it's really important to make sure that your tools are sharp and they are clean because the last thing you want to do is spread disease and or make rough cuts that can introduce rots into your precious citrus plants. Now, a common question I do get asked is, what is the best time of year to plant citrus trees? Well, citrus trees are typically best planted in the early spring after the threat of frost has passed. This allows the trees to establish themselves before the heat of the summer sets in. But to be truthful, it doesn't really matter when you plant your citrus plants, as long as you make sure that it gets enough water, sunlight and nutrients without getting completely frosted or dehydrated. Or just to be cheeky, don't forget that you even planted it and then find that at the end of summer it's completely shriveled up. Have I done that before? Well, yes. Yes, I have. (laughs) Not a very proud moment, but hey, everybody makes mistakes. Gardening wouldn't be messy if it wasn't. Anyway, the next question is open to interpretation because, of course, every environment is different, but I still get asked it, and that is, how much water do citrus trees need? It's no secret that citrus trees need regular watering, but it's important not to overwater them. The trees should be watered deeply once a week, but the soil should should be allowed to dry out slightly between waterings. Again, remember how we talked about not liking wet feet and potentially rotting out. So again, it depends on the environment that it's growing in, such as if it is in a pot, then it will need watering a lot more often than if it's in a garden. And if the pot happens to be terracotta, then it definitely needs water almost every single day during the summer because terracotta pots are really well known to completely suck the moisture out of the pot well the potting mix and drying everything out okay so now we know that citruses are acid loving plants so putting it in a general garden soil isn't necessarily a good fit for a citrus tree this leads me on to the next question which is what kind of soil do citrus trees need now citrus trees prefer well draining soil that is rich in organic matter and the soil should be slightly acidic with a ph between six and seven you can like i mentioned before i said 5.5 but you know 6.7 6 to 7 is you know pretty much the go-to. Anyway, you can get some incredible potting mixes which are already formulated to suit acid-loving plants. And if you have got a garden um, that's mostly got alkaline-loving plants in it, you can have citrus trees in there. It just might pay to actually pot it up and place it in the garden separately. That certainly works for my blueberries, which are also a little bit of acid-loving plants. And I have mostly vegetable garden there that requires a very neutral pH. So I'm catering for all my plant species in the same space. I'm just getting a little bit creative on how I manage it. Now this leads again nicely into my next question, which is how should how often sorry should citrus trees be fertilized? So citrus trees should be again fertilized on average roughly three times a year, which of course would be spring, summer, and autumn. Use a fertilizer that is specifically formulated for citrus trees and follow the instructions on the package. There are some great slow-release fertilizers, generally in the form of Osmocote, available that you can buy from your local garden centre. Again, just make sure you check that they are container-friendly because not all fertilizers can be used for 
plants growing in pots. If in doubt, ask your garden centre assistant. Oh, okay, now we're getting into the nitty-gritty, and that is how to protect citrus trees from pests and diseases. Citrus trees are susceptible to a variety of pests and diseases, so it's important to take steps to protect them. Keep the area around the trees clean and free of debris, and prune the trees regularly to promote good air circulation. Use organic pest control methods whenever possible, and consult a professional if you suspect a serious pest or disease problem. Now, over my years, this has to be one of the two of the most asked questions around citrus plants. And that, and to paraphrase, basically, my citrus has a black-looking mold on it. What do I do? The my most common response is, it sounds like your citrus tree may be suffering from a fungal disease known as sooty mold. Sooty mold is a common problem that affects citrus trees and it can be caused by a variety of factors including poor air circulation, high humidity but in most cases it's due to sap sucking insects such as scale or mealybug. It's the insects waste matter that the sooty mold thrives on. To help your tree recover from this problem you should start by removing any effective leaves or fruits but be sure to dispose of them properly as the fungus can spread easily. You should also consider improving the airflow around your tree again by pruning any crowded branches or foliage. In addition make sure that your tree is getting the right amount of water. Overwatering can create a moist environment that sooty mold thrives in so it's important to only water your tree when the soil feels dry to touch as we've discussed previously and finally you may want to consider treating your tree with a fungicide to help the prevent the spread of the sooty mold. Be sure to follow the instructions carefully when applying any fungicide. I have a tendency to stick to my coppers which are quite a no, it's not as nasty as some of the other fungicides but it is effective. So with proper care and attention, your citrus tree should be able to recover from sooty mold and produce healthy fruit once again. But generally, if you can get rid of the sap-sucking insects that are continuously pooping all over your plants and removing their, you know, basically removing the food source for the sooty mold, it will generally resolve itself. My next most asked question is... Da, 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 da. my citrus is going yellow what are the causes and how do I treat it yellowing of citrus leaves can be caused by a variety of factors including nutrient deficiencies overwatering or underwatering pest infestations and diseases if the yellowing is due to a nutrient deficiency you can treat it by adding the necessary nutrients to the soil or using a fertilizer specifically designed for citrus trees Overwatering or underwatering can also cause yellowing so it's important to make sure your tree is getting the right amount of water pests like spider mites and aphids can be treated with insecticides while diseases like citrus greening and citrus canker may require the help of a professional to treat your citrus tree it's important important to first identify the cause of the yellowing. Once you have identified the cause, you can take the necessary steps to follow, sorry, to fix the problem. It's also a good idea to regularly inspect your tree for any signs of pests and diseases and to maintain a regular watering and fertilizing schedule to keep it healthy and strong. Don't forget to put it in your diary when you have fertilized or you've sprayed it with any coppers or, you know, any of the fungicides and etc etc because there is nothing worse than overdoing something because you've messed up with your dates but with proper care your citrus tree should be back to its vibrant green in no time but from experience in most cases the yellowing in citrus is actually a magnesium deficiency this can easily be remedied with a kitchen staple and that is the humble Epsom salts which is 
very easy to mix, quarter of a teaspoon and a litre of water every couple of weeks or once a month and you'll find that the yellowing pretty much disappears relatively quickly. So most soils tend to be a little bit magnesium deficient and Epsom salts is an easy go-to, not to mention an expensive way to fix your citrus tree deficiency of magnesium. Again, citrus trees are relatively easy to grow and they do give an awful lot of pleasure, especially if you have young children, then mandarins eaten directly off the tree. There's nothing quite like it, not to mention a cheap, easy lunchbox fruit for the kids. Oh, I almost forgot one little tip. If you are growing more than one type of citrus and some are sweet and some are sour, then keep the sweet separate when it comes to line of sight for bees as some can cross-pollinate, especially if you have a very sour lemon next to a very sweet mandarin. They can cross-pollinate and your mandarin can turn potentially sour. Not always the case, but I have experienced it in the past. So it is definitely a simple way of making sure that you're not getting your icky sour fruits. Anyway, I hope that this particular episode on growing citrus was helpful. If you do have any gardening questions, please do reach out. I'm going to keep compiling a list. And every now and again, I'll do an episode on a bunch of combined questions. I haven't been able to do my quick and messy lately, but I'll see if I can start getting on top of those again. And every week I mention this. Don't be shy. Let me know if you're needing some private coaching, no matter what. Um, level from beginner to experience reach out and let's have a chat I have a few one-on-one gardening mentoring spots available sometimes it really is easier to accomplish a task or a project having a gardening mentor and quietly holding you accountable to whatever tasks you set flick me a dm or email me and let's check to see how we can work together my contact details as always are in the show notes don't forget to email or dm me for any one of my gardening freebies and as always I say gardening can happen in any space and in any place and on any budget have an incredibly abundant week and I will buzz you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear about your gardening adventures. Flick me a DM on Instagram at The Messed Up Gardener or send me an email and let's connect. Don't forget to check out my gardening reels on TikTok. If you are looking for some help planning your next garden project or just need some one-on-one private coaching, reach out and let's get growing. If you have a garden-related business or you're looking at starting a gardening business, including arboriculture, land clearing, firewood, or a general plant growing and selling business, let's work together in my one-on-one private business development coaching container, having helped my clients grow several six-figure-plus businesses, including from startup to working on million-dollar open space management contracts for many years now. Let me help you and let's grow your business so you can leapfrog your profits and establish a viable and sustainable business. If you're looking for a business podcast, check out my The Let's Buzz You Up podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode was at all helpful, please share with others and let's get growing in any space, in any place and on any budget. Till next time, happy gardening and buzz you later.